Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. With us today is returning guest Richard During. He is an actor out of the Los Angeles area, and he's the son of Diana During. I didn't share that with you last time because I thought this would be something really exciting for him to share with us today. And not only that, but he has been an ER paramedic in an emergency room. Well several of them across the country. And he was inspired to become an actor by studying at the Beverly Hills Actors Workshop. And so from there, he has went on and done so many other things. He's going to share with us today something that we touched on last time he was here. But this is really exciting. And I'm going to let him give you all the details. So help me welcome back Richard During. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am excited to have you back. You've got a lot going on. You've had a lot going on, um, but there's some exciting news on the horizon here for some things coming down the pipeline this year. Yeah, Firefighter 2, it's, it's already ready to go. Um, May 15th. May 15th. It's going to be a TV pilot. It's going to be about uh, a cursed park ranger that turns half dragon and half man. Okay. Very exciting. This is probably the closest thing I've heard to Bigfoot or Saskatchewan uh, in a long time, especially for something that's going to end up being a TV series. So this is pretty neat. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be an awesome, awesome project. So do tell the audience what your role is. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to let you share all the city TV newsman named Dave Fields. And I open up the show. How fun is this? It's going to be exciting. I know you're delighted about this. All my fans, all my audiences to follow my journey because things are getting going to be getting interesting. Things are getting hot and we need to follow your journey. This is fabulous. Tell me, do you know what uh, platform is going to be broadcast on? I don't know that yet. Okay. We have a filming and what my role is and i know a little bit about the film yeah i think it's exciting because there's so many different platforms from everything from i mean hulu amazon prime you have your your big networks there's so many different options and i'm hoping to see it on several because this sounds like it's something that with right now all of the fantasy genre shows that are coming out that are really garnering a lot of attention this is going to be this is going to be something I think that's going to really obtain a lot of viewership, especially from those who haven't been maybe kind of in that in that focus because you've got half man. And so, yes. And so there can be a little bit of reality there to the fantasy and they can kind of go with it. So this sounds kind of fun. Kind of almost like DC comic. Okay, so maybe you're going to end up becoming a superhero out of this or get your own comic book, comics. Who knows? Who knows? We can have a... What goes on? That's right. I know things are getting interesting and there's lots on the horizon. That's good, though, because when you're an actor... You want to have projects that are coming up, things that you can look forward to, prepare for, study your script, engage your fans, get to know other people and do a lot of networking. So you've got a lot on the horizon, like you said. And with this one coming up, this is really neat because you do have a pilot out of it and you're the one opening. Yeah. 
one opening the show. You're the one opening the show. I love this. All right. So I just have to ask you, speaking of opening the show, have you ever done theater? Yeah, I've done a little bit. I've done four plays. Okay. Tell me about this. Well, I've, I've done, I played in um, Death of a Salesman on the waterfront and a, and one I played as a gangster in a, in a, in a play called City Lights. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And Lucky Luciani. It was a pretty good play. It was a pretty good play. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Do you like theater more than being on set? Or is this something that you'd prefer to stick to? No, I, I like to be on set. Being on set. Film, television. All right. Film and television is the way to go for you. This is for me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I did some little bit of theater, but not a whole lot. Okay. This, but I think that this is neat because you have an opportunity to see your range and gain skills and learn things about set and set design. Because when you're in theater, there's a lot of other things that go along with acting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I kind of got my feet wet in every little aspects of the industry entertainment industry even <laughs> yes. modeling. that's what you gotta modeling, do modeling for international mail Back oh. in the day. <laughs> okay i want to hear this now you okay you're dropping a, a piece uh, i gotta hear about this do tell well i did some modeling back in the day i mean quite a few different gigs make company broadway international mail uh, the Bonmore Motel in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, some promotional ads for newspapers. I love this. Okay, so I'm going to go back for the audience, especially if I we have a. Yes. For the young. I got those something in cheeks. Try. <laughs> 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 so yeah for those that were listening that may not know what may company or broadway is that is it was a major department both of those were major department stores very high-end department stores way back when and so you could go to basically any mall and that that would be where the well actually i think may company had some independent buildings and they weren't attached to a mall but um but that's where you went if you were anybody you went there and that's where you did your shopping at that was a those were some very prestigious well, department still, stores on a modeling job but someone wants to offer me one <laughs> all right so richard during is also a model and i have actually witnessed some of your photos that you've been posting on the timeline that you have on social media of the 70s pictures and i want to hear about oh those <laughs> oh those yeah i want to hear about your modeling days because was that the time frame you were doing modeling yeah it was yeah i was in team i was in team beat magazine once too team beat magazine and they still have that or is it tiger beat they still have tiger beat it's tiger beat okay yeah, yeah it was team beat and tiger beat and sense. may May what? Okay, so I, you know, that was every every girl's heartthrob was in those magazines. Teenage heartthrobs. This, do you happen to have uh, one of your magazines laying around? I got it somewhere. It's locked up in some 
box in the shed somewhere. I gotta look it up. Okay, one of these days when you're coming on the show, I I've gotta have you hold it up because this is gonna be an exciting part of your journey as you are gaining people and they're going to learn a lot of insight about you and. And there's another thing people don't know about me. Okay, I'm ready. Uh oh. Back in the day, I was a, I was in a rock band too as a lead. The lead vocalist in L.A. Bratz. You were the lead vocalist in L.A. Bratz. Yeah. Long hair. Long hair, all white, like Vince Neil. (laughs) I still got that. I got the picture over here. I'll get it out. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're going to have a lot the next time that we talk to get some really good visuals on things that you have done. And this is exciting. I I like to see the, the history in someone's life, the things that they've done and their accomplishments and even just comical things, you know, just being who you are. I love, I love all of that. I guess I dabbled a little bit in everything in, in industry. This is great. I, I absolutely think that. Not everything, not the adult industry though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. That was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. That, um, so, okay. You do have some things coming up. That's really exciting. That, uh, that is going to be really capturing people's attention this year. One starting in May with the TV pilot. You, do you, are you able to share anything else with us? Well, <clears throat> I can share ladybug. Tell me about ladybug. Ladybug's going to be good. It's going to be a killer. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> it's gonna be a killer. Well, I play a lead role on that. I'm gonna be playing a lead role on that as one of the three killers. Okay, this is this is exciting. Two two uh, families go to a campsite somewhere in the central coast. Not not central coast, but the central part of California. Okay. And they get brutal brutalized, murdered. Of course, it's a slasher film. Just like the hills have eyes. You know, that that sense. This is excellent. And that that is another genre that seems to be uh, trending quite well right now. So the timing, I think, for you is perfect. And the director on that movie is Derek Hill. The director. Oh, the director of Firefire 2 is Chris McAmey. McAmey. Yeah. Just to know, I just want to give a shout out to him. To- excellent. He's, an, he's a great human being. I, I love him to death. I think that this is, this is great. It's really neat when you have a, a really good relationship with your director and they are really good at what they do. And the journey throughout your career with them is, can really be really great. So you bridge really good, solid professional relationship with them. Uh, it can be great for both of you. Yeah. And I want to thank him for offering me this role. Oh, I love it. Shout out to Chris. Yeah. Shout out to Chris. Thank you. I love it. Thank you, I, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, this is great. So shout out to my other director that I'm gonna be working with, Derek Hill. Derek Hill. Outstanding human being. Go, Derek. I'm doing a lot of projects coming up. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yes. It, it's great. So the relationships that you make in the industry can really go very far on a lot of levels. I mean, personal, professional, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of fun with this. And you have all these really neat historical things about your career, which I think your fans are going to be delighted to see not only when you bring some of them out on the show, but you've been doing some releasing of things on your social media pages, getting a lot of people not only interconnected, but they're interactive with you. And I think that this is really important. Oftentimes we forget how well of a tool it is to be connected to people, not only on one social media, but many of them. And you do that very well. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Do you have any secrets on how you do it? Not really. <laughs> like, I'm not giving out my secrets. I'm just doing it. <laughs> I just try to get a, a good picture out there and I put some music to it that kind of fits the role, kind of, you know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, it's really interesting too because you're in the LA area and there's lots of opportunities there and there has been other things that have been popping up in other cities across the nation that are sort of becoming places to go work Atlanta uh, Texas is doing some things and yeah, I, I got a friend, I got a director friend out there in Atlanta what do you think of that I mean do you do you think that Atlanta's starting to pick up a little bit more than Hollywood or do you think Hollywood's always going to be Hollywood no, it's picking up, but you know, Hollywood's the main market. It's the big market, mm -hmm. it's a bigger market, anyways. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Do you think? I have, I have, but I have a director friend that's in Atlanta. Her name's the Don Whitmire. Shout out to her too, the Don. She's a great person. Ladon, <laughs> shout out to you. So what I'm wondering, because the states are kind of different right now when it comes to COVID protocols and when you can shoot and when you can't, do you think with the strict rules that California has right now that other states are sort of picking up more opportunities for actors or do you think it's same across the country? No, things are starting to ease up a little bit right now. Okay. But this Omicron thing is going down, way down. I mean, they dropped the mask mandate today in L.A. Okay. Okay. We're inside. Not schools. Schools still have it, but I think you can go into Target or Walmart and not wear a mask anymore. So Okay. I, but I, I think we're coming out of this thing. I, I really hope so, and I'd like to see that those that have been affected by it are getting healthier and those that have lost uh, family and loved ones are really being able to bond with those that they have with them now and being able to get through things. And I'd like to see that we're not experiencing the level of um, pain that this virus has caused. Caused in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. It's starting to get weaker as time goes on. I, I sure hope so. Spanish I'd like I, flu. I mean, Spanish flu. Remember that in 18, 1918? Yeah. That's the three years. Okay, we're in our third year now with this, and it's starting. I think it's starting to get a little less. Okay, I, I would like to see that this just kind of, you know, fade away. Yeah, fade away, be gone. I really, really uh, think it's just been uh, caused too much of a challenge in so many people's lives. It's affected um, 
so much. But, you know, going on from there, I do want to ask you before I let you go, if you were going to offer any type of advice to someone that wanted to get into acting or modeling, what do you think would be the first step for them to take? Training. 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 Get the train. Get the training. And so with that, I want to share, would you agree? Never give up. Don't be discouraged. That's right. That That's absolutely right. Because if you look at those who are probably some of the most well-known celebrities on the planet, they will all tell you that they went to hundreds of auditions before they landed maybe their first gig. And so th- this is something for people to kind of think about. You can't give up. You've got, you've got to keep going. And what I want to share. Keep going and just keep strong. Just keep at it. Yes. Every time you go on an audition. Nobody yet. I'm still at it. That's right. Years. Well, it's just in my veins. I mean, it's in my blood. It's just, can't get it out of me that you can't get it out once an actor always an actor yeah yeah and i would like to just share that and you'll i think you'll agree with this that every time you do an audition you're fine-tuning your craft just a little bit you're also beginning if you audition for roles you think that you that would take you out of your comfort zone those things allow you to see the potential in you and you go, I can do that. I know I didn't think I could, but wow. And you might even find that that ends up being a niche for you. Uh, not necessarily to typecast, but uh, something that you really enjoy. I really got into this character. Didn't think I would even like it at all. And I found that I was able to utilize different parts of me that I had no idea. I'm starting to, Dwell back a little bit on that typecast thing. Good. Because when you typecast, you're limiting your options. Exactly. Like if you pick three things like a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer. Okay, where's the other parts? Yeah, I absolutely. Casting directors are for. Casting directors are creative. They are. You don't go to an audition wearing a... Well, there's a casting director that I've been following on on IG, Instagram. And she talks to about how to help actors. And she's pretty good, too. And she's saying how the misconception of casting directors and this type thing. You gotta know your type. You gotta know your type. You don't need to know your type. Maybe when you first start, but you know you don't need your type. Because it narrows your, your scope of practice. It does narrow your scope of practice. Yes. Absolutely. Practice. So if, they, if they're looking for a nurse or a doctor or lawyer or whatever, and if you only have those three things, you're not going to be playing something else that you could be playing too. Well, you have a good point with that, especially as we were talking about earlier, the genres that are really trending right now are fantasy and horror. And if you are typecast, and limiting yourself, you believe that you are in that typecast of role. Casting, casting directors know they're creative. They know how to cast you. And that's what costumes are for. We can the job is to cast you <laughs> to the role they want you in. 
Yeah. If I, if that was me, I'd be like, you can do that. Cause we can, we can make you look however we want to make you look. And you just That's make right. sure that you deliver the, you know, the script, your yeah. lines, the way we need them to. Yeah. And yeah. Not just the lines, but I mean the part too. You've got to have the, uh, you know, emo. Actually, the lines are not. Our body language Anybody really can. can Anybody can say lines. Anybody can say lines. You're right. People can memorize tons and tons of information, but if you can't deliver it, but utilizing you deliver your it the way you want to deliver it. Yeah. Motion with a passion. So I I will say something along those lines too. <laughs> no pun intended, but. Uh, the first five seconds you meet somebody, you have already formed an opinion about them from the way they, yeah, the way they walked up to you, the, the way that they've presented themselves with what they're wearing, how they respond through inflections on their face, their mannerisms. In five seconds, we've already been able to create who we yeah. think that person is. Right. So I, yeah. When 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 someone when casting casting's watching your your soft tapes, you know they're already watching the first five seconds of that tape. <laughs> so you better make it the best tape you got in five seconds. Come out strong. It's your true. First line, your first line got to be strong. When you get that strong line in there, then you know you got a good chance. That's right. Five seconds. If it's flat. Then I turn it off. Well, yes. And I, when there's a casting call for self tapes, it's just like an audition. How many people are making an application for that? Yeah, no. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to go back to live auditions. No, but okay. I mean, through self tapes, I mean, how many people submit? Like me and you doing right now, we could do an audition right here. You know? That's true. That's true. But self-tapes, though, I mean, I mean, they could get thousands of them. Of course. The Hundreds of <laughs> thousands. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Or have offices. Someone have, to, someone have to rent offices to, to have an audition. That's true. That's so true. In, it saves money all the way around. It does save money. And you've seen the changes in this from having to do. Uh, you know, drive to an audition. Uh, I don't even know if they're doing very many cattle calls anymore, especially because of COVID. I doubt it. No, yeah, that's that's what I would think too. So everybody is turning to the self auditions, and I think you've just said something that's really profound. Five seconds, you, well, you like don't nail it. Yeah, you got nailing in the first five seconds. Yeah, or yeah. First seconds, no more. A good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if I had, if I had fifty to look at, let alone two hundred and fifty or twenty five hundred or whatever, uh, I, I think I would look at something. And, and you're right. In the first few seconds, you have to go, okay, I got to move on to the next one, or I don't. And you also have to when you're doing an audition, soft tape. You got to do something spectacular. Something, something different. Something different and spectacular. You've got to, you've got to stand out from everybody else. Have you ever heard of Greg Apps? Great Apps? Greg Apps. He's a guy. No. He's a big casting director in Australia. Okay. He discovered Russell Crowe. Okay. 
And he says, you have to be right on seven seconds or more and do something spectacular. One guy got an audition from, you know, these, all these people came in doing these auditions, right? One after another, same old thing, same actor, same old. You know, they get tired. They get bored. Same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do something spectacular. Like this guy gets out of the chair and he kicks the chair on the ground and says, you know, he does his line, you know, but kicking that chair out, like, boom, you know, he got the wall. That's, that's spectacular. That is spectacular. That's something that's different. So let me go into a direction, I guess. I mean, it's on this topic. We're not segueing to something else, but would you think that people who are watching so some of the shows that are very popular on TV right now, where people go to audition and show their talent, and these are individual auditions, they're not a call for a specific uh, I'm sure that you know some of the shows that I'm talking about, but they go to audition. Would you say that the way that they audition there is indicative of most auditions that you've gone to? Most of them, yeah, some. I mean, do they have, say, three different people looking at you while you're auditioning there's you know oh yeah yeah oh, there's a panel of yeah. okay yeah. i went to one that was called um it was in georgia uh abraham lincoln versus the zombies <laughs> so how many zombies one was abraham lincoln the vampire uh, <laughs> vampire slayer or something like that and then there was abraham lincoln versus zombies well i i was called in for the audition and there was about four people on the panel those four people okay i think that can be very uh making it so people have stage fright seeing that there's four people that they've got to perform in front of if they haven't done that before i mean even if you're somewhat seasoned it still can be kind of nerve-wracking oh the first audition i went to i froze up so so you You did (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had some. A while back. I had some similar, some similar on an on audition. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, they're just the same old thing. Same old thing. Yeah, yeah once, once you feel you confident, everyone you get better at. That's right. You're, you're fine tuning your craft and you know what to expect. And then I think maybe I've been to a couple auditions where there was only one person there. Okay. I, I went to audition for Florida girls. Okay. That's pretty good. Have you ever heard of that? That movie, that show? Um, no, we're it's called Florida girls. Okay. I had one season, I think, or two seasons. But they had me come in to be to audition for uh, the restaurant manager for Carol's restaurant. Oh, so I was gonna be the restaurant manager. I think it was a day job, but <clears throat> there was only one guy there. So it just—I mean—you had reminded me of one that I myself went on, and. Uh, 
yeah, it was kind of overwhelming. I mean, the stage was huge that they had us on. It was not a theater. It was for TV. And, um, and there was just, there was a lot of people there. I wasn't ready for that. And there was a, there was, there was a panel also, but I mean, there was a lot of people that were involved in the project that were at the audition waiting for the panel to kind of, um, you know, do what they do. And, um, and it can be just so nerve wracking because you got to feel confident about what you're doing and what you're presenting because that, Oh, embarrassment, if you're not ready for it can sort of overtake you. Yeah. Like I went to one at a mall one time. (laughs) Oh, you, you got just in the middle of the mall. No, I was in some room over there in the mall. Okay. Can't remember the name of the movie. They said it was Halle Berry was uh, funding this film. It was an indie, though. But I think it was a scam. I don't know. It never, it never took off. That was like my first audition when I lived in Georgia. You know, if I, did I, was... I did terrible. I did, I did the same thing. I froze up. Richard, I, that reminds me, though. I, I, I mean, anymore. I grew up in Lo- the Los Angeles area. And so I can think of several places that were kind of sort of scammy where they wanted to take you into a room into the mall or another another sort of commercial building and they were doing these big i don't know they weren't they weren't yeah so they weren't looking for money or anything it wasn't a scam like that they didn't charge nothing i just didn't think it was a very good presentation of this film. I know that I know when you're in the Hollywood area, you can have um, sort of, they're not the Nielsen ratings, but they are people that sort of study how viewers are going to accept a TV series. So they'll have them go in and watch a pilot and then give feedback on that. And they'll, they'll kind of recruit you off. I don't know, Hollywood Boulevard or sunset. And I'll be like, Hey, you want to come in this back room and check this out? And we, we want your opinion. And you're kind of skeptical. <laughs> like, we'll give you a candy bar for watching. No, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I learned a lot from student films. I have to admit I did. Let's talk about that for a minute, because I don't think too many people have shared much on student films. And I think that this is important. Well, I did a lot of student films for SCAD over in Georgia. There was, that was a big film school. Big mm-hmm. school. And I did a lot of about 15 films for, for SCAD. And I oh, learned yeah. a lot on set there. I mean, how to deliver lines, how to, you know, be on set, do the, do the work. That's important. So that would be another opportunity if someone is looking Something to you first start out, you put it on your resume, you know? Yeah. If you want to break in the business and you need a resume builder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> extra work. You don't put extra work on your resume. Well, and not only that, but if you have, um, let me go back. If you go to some of the student and you're working on some of the student films and you're in there, some of them actually are giving you IMDb credit. Yeah, some. Mm-hmm. I, didn't get any, I didn't get any, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to chase these guys down to get your films. Well, that's true. I that is true. Actually, I got one here. Look. 
This was a film I did. They put it on DVD. <laughs> so is that, do you want, is that dating you right there? Huh? Okay. Planted. Turn it over. Okay, there we go. Wait, no, that's just custody granted. Okay. Yep. This was a student film. Very well put together. It was uh, actually they had to get permission. Uh, the, it was from Alex Bunding Productions. He was the director of the film. And not eligible for public viewing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's that movie that Jim Carrey was in? Uh, Jimmy Snickets. Limity Snickets? Limity Snickets. Limity Snickets. And I played him. <laughs> How fun. You know, so I think you have brought up, before I let you go, you've brought up some really good points. Never give up. Make something very impactful in your first five seconds if you're going to um, do a self-tape. And utilize the opportunity to get involved with student films. If you want to go to school for it yourself, you can. If you're doing other things and you just need the experience as an actor, get involved with student films. These are three really good points. I am so glad I had an opportunity to talk with you again today. I'm excited about the, yeah. Indie films. Indie films, yes. All the films I'm doing for these guys, these are indie films. Yeah, you've got great projects coming up. Ladybug. In the, in the film. Firefighter 2, Ladybug is coming up. You've got this as you are going to be the one that pops out in your face on the TV pilot. We're going to be watching for it. We're going to be watching your social media. So I want to thank you so much, Richard, for being with us. Tell us where they can follow you. They can find me, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, <laughs> Clubhouse, uh, <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah. And I think that's it. I don't think I got any other social medias right now. I I love it. Thank you so much. I I'm really looking forward to having you back here pretty soon. Oh, we'll I have they can follow me on IMBD too. IMBD. And yes, yes, we've got more to talk about. You'll have your film uh, that we can hopefully you'll be able to share a little bit about that come May. You know, uh, the things that you've got going there, and there's so much more. So there's more. Like I said, follow my journey. Because things are getting exciting. Okay. I'm going to leave it on that note. Follow Richard's journey because things are getting exciting. I love this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Three really good points that I think that you can use if you're wanting to get into getting into the entertainment business. And if you're not... Take a minute to see how those three points can affect something that maybe you want to do or how they can help someone that you know. I really appreciate you tuning in today and I send my love out to you and thanks so much for tuning in to another week of Rebecca Sounds Reveille.